0: This is Cloud Conversations with Rue and Pete, a podcast oblique YouTube show by the community, for the community. We talk about all things Microsoft 365 and Azure, but also very much about the human side of IT, life challenges, career journeys, basically anywhere the conversations lead us. And we're on a mission to bring you the very best guests that our wonderful community has to offer. And by jove, there's a lot of amazing people to choose from, and we want to talk with all of you. My name is Peter Rising, Microsoft MVP, Husband, father, Trekkie, Star Wars geek, pro wrestling fan, Tourette's sufferer, and vegetable hater, even though I'm actually a vegetarian. This is episode five, and joining me as ever is my fellow hairy M365er, the 16 time Microsoft certified jet flying, limousine riding, Rolex wearing son of a gun,
1: the one and only Rue Campbell. <laughs> Rue, how are you
0: today, my friend?
1: Wow, I'm really good. I don't know if I can live up to that introduction. That was amazing, <laughs> but yes, I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, uh, the Rolex doesn't make an appearance today. I've got the Apple Watch today. Yeah, I'm same, to yeah. Doing a workout, oh, so no so it's Apple
0: Watch today. wearing? There you yeah.
1: go. No, I prefer the Rolex. Uh, mm. that, that sounds good. Makes me sound yeah. a bit more prolific than I really am. <laughs> <laughs> and, Trying uh, to liven you, things up there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I love it. Uh, and so today uh, on this episode, we're joined by Rudy Ooms. Uh, Rudy is a Cloud Architect for Deltacom uh, in the Netherlands, and he's been working in IT since 2002, I believe. he can jump in and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he's a specialist in multi-tenant Microsoft environments and focuses mostly on security, the modern workplace, Microsoft 365, Azure AD, and all that good stuff. Rudy uh, blogs like a machine uh, at a website called cloud, Sorry, callforcloud.nl, I think the last time I checked, you were putting out roughly 10 blogs a month. I think in the last month, it's been about yes. 10, which puts me to shame. I thought I was doing a good job, but you're <laughs> you're trailblazing. Uh, and you're also active on platforms like uh, LinkedIn, obviously, and uh, the Microsoft Tech community. So, Rudy, thank you very much for joining us.
2: Hi, thanks uh, for having me on the podcast.
1: Good stuff. Absolutely. Delighted to have you. And I guess uh, just to kind of get things rolling here, could you tell us a little about yourself? And I guess, you know, where are you from? How did you get into IT 365? What's your background? Uh,
2: Yes, just like you said, you had a wonderful introduction. I'm 36 36 years old, uh, so I spent around 20 years in the IT. Right now, uh, I could tell you a cool story how I ended up in the IT, but it's just uh, I was 16 years old and really didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, so my brother was in the IT, my nephew was in the IT, uh, I was playing with MS-DOS, so why should I go in the IT? Mm. So I did. Uh, it's not that cool story, but uh, <laughs> as a, I started working uh, at the same company I still work for. Uh, so I'm not a job hopper of some kind. Uh, I, re- I joined uh, DeltaCom uh, on, in the weekends. Uh, during the week, I had my IT study. Uh, when my IT study was completed, I uh, joined uh, the full week uh, at work. And uh, my first... Uh, day-to-day job was repairing personal devices, personal computers, not that fancy stuff, but I really liked to uh, check out uh, the problems, the issues with the the PCs, uh, reinstalling devices. Anyone can do that, but Mm. determining the root cause of the problem is much more... I I love to do it, so uh, after a couple of years uh, spending, yeah, reinstalling devices, No, uh, troubleshooting the devices. Uh, I installed my first uh, Windows NT server and so on, so on. Uh, I worked myself up to uh, a a cloud engineer, uh, creating a multi-tenant Active Directory environment for uh, all of our customers. So we have one big Active Directory uh, with all of our customers in it. And one big Active Directory also means it has to be a very secure Active Directory. Uh, and uh, after some time spending in remote desktop environments, I uh, dedicated my time and uh, my laurels to know everything about Microsoft 365. So I guess that's... Uh, cool, nice yeah. one.
1: Yeah, no, that, that really fills us in. And I guess, you know, if you've been doing this since you were 16, you know, the world, is not, the world has totally changed since then, but I guess so yes. is the Microsoft landscape. Uh, NT
0: server, NT, I love
1: it. <laughs> That's going
0: back, isn't it? You've been on quite the journey. Yes, yes,
2: yes. <laughs> it's a wonderful journey. Absolutely, I
0: a lot of it. Absolutely, I can I can visualise the NT startup logo in my head. Even even today, I used to love that. It was such a good, <laughs> such a good
1: platform. <laughs> you get all those YouTube videos, and there's such sets of nostalgia where it goes through every single Windows startup and shutdown since mm. day dot all the way up to recently. And as soon as you hear it, you're just like boom, takes you no, back ten good. years, and it's like you're sitting right there. Good stuff, love it. And I get so I think I've seen you blog mention this at some point, but you you've really been involved with three six five before it was even called three six five <laughs> when it used to be the uh, business productivity online suite. Yes. Uh, how, how did you? What was it like when the cloud first started appearing, and how did you? Get involved with it. How did you make that jump from being on-prem to starting looking at cloud stuff?
2: Uh, I guess uh, the first time I noticed, of I heard about BPOS, I I thought myself, it's cool. How how can they do it? Of how do they create such an environment? So I dedicated a lot of time uh, to create our, our own multi-tenant Exchange Online environment. Not. Not that kind of stuff that Microsoft has, of course, but it did it did its job, and uh, the by creating uh, the environment, the stuff I learned, it's this kind of stuff. You a lot of young kids are not going to learn that stuff now because it's you can go to action of Microsoft. You can uh, you can click on a few buttons and you have it. Mm. Uh, but creating an environment yourself, the, the stuff you learn about it, it's, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Oh, I re- yeah, absolutely. Oh. I remember putting about 16 floppy disks into a computer to <laughs> install. Um, windows or, or or dos or office a bit at the time um so so yeah it's come a long way hasn't it And life it just makes you re- what you said there makes you realize just how easy a life has become in, in so many ways
1: absolutely
2: it's uh only simple wizards you have to press now yeah
1: most yeah, of the time. I, <laughs> yeah totally and i guess you know so if you're still if you're still managing so it, as far as Deltacon goes, you've got this uh, Active Directory, which I guess is in a hybrid for a bunch of Microsoft 365 tenants. And you mentioned how you know security is obviously a key concern there. What kind of things do you, uh, what kind of practice, best practices do you use to kind of make sure that
2: you're on ADs nice and tight? Uh, securing um, Active Directory uh, is quite a hard job. Uh, You need to secure your endpoints, so the remote desktop service people log into. uh, But uh, securing the Active Directory itself, it's totally something else than securing a device. You need to be sure no one uh, can query your Active Directory uh, by uh, querying uh, which users you have, uh, which groups there are. Uh, You really don't want a simple plain user to uh, list all the users in your Active Directory. no, that's yeah, that, that you really don't want to have that in your active directory. Uh, so, uh, securing your active directory has uh, a lot of steps you will need to take before it's secure, uh, but some best practices. Uh, I guess uh, Google is your best friend. Uh, mm.
0: Great advice,
2: there, there, are, there are a lot of. Things you will need to do and to make sure it's safe. Uh, I really don't know where to start. It's I. Uh, I guess a couple of years ago I created a, a document of it. Which steps you will need to take after? 20 pages. I was still typing. I had something like, yeah. Why I'm still typing? Yeah. Best practice: make sure your endpoints are secure. Uh, they can't. Uh, like I also block about the, uh, normal users; they don't need to have access to PowerShell. So why allowing to use PowerShell? With PowerShell, you can query your Active Directory to list all the users, all the groups, and all yeah. uh, so also all all the administrators. It's something you, yeah. In my opinion, you will need to block or secure at least.
1: Yeah, that was one thing that kind of staggered me when I started looking into AD. So far as how open it is by default, even for standard users, and so far as you can just go in and you can do all this reconnaissance, and yes. you can find out who's a member of your admin groups and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of crazy. The uh,
2: first phase of hacking. So yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And I guess uh, one of the, if you know, if you're dealing with multi-tenants environments and that, and let's say, for example, you have new customers or customers maybe who are uh, not so not so highly ingrained in on-prem AD. How do you make that decision, and what's the turning point at which someone can go from being either hybrid AD or being only Azure AD? How do you approach that? What do they need to know?
2: Uh, yeah, hybrid, I, Azure AD joined devices. I created a blog about it some time ago. It's uh, really hard uh, to talk to customers and people, why uh, Azure Dayjoin Device Only are, in my opinion, a better solution than Go Full Hybrid. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go Full Hybrid, you are still attached to your old uh, on premise Active Directory with all its old GPOs, all its old settings. Uh, and because of why? Because you still want to have access to your legacy applications. You can still do that uh, when Azure Day Connect is installed uh, and you have an Azure Day Joint device, you can still uh, access your legacy applications. You can still access uh, your file servers before they mm-hmm. are migrated mm-hmm. to SharePoint. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I try to skip the hybrid part most of the time. Yeah. It's going to be different
0: for every customer though, isn't it? Because, because no two customers are alike and every journey is is unique yes. um, for sure. And uh, customers come to us and, uh, and say, I want to be on cloud only. I want to just be pure Azure AD and yeah. get rid of my on-premises infrastructure. It's not that simple in some cases. It's no. okay if you're a startup, just getting going. But there's lots of considerations if, you're, if you've got a reliance on LDAP and AD for
2: however many years. Yes, that's fair too. And even yeah. some application, legacy applications which are not uh, migrated to SaaS yet, mm. they are still attached to it. You mm. can't ditch the programs.
0: So plan yeah. very carefully and don't rush. Have that yes. crawl and crawl, walk then run approach is, is crucial to the success of, of going from that to one extreme to the other. Um, it's a journey. It's got to be.
2: Yes, yeah. you need to take your time and talk to the customer.
0: Mm. Yes. And, and not all because, customers will appreciate that.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they want it now, right yes, now, now. yesterday. <laughs>
1: mm. Again, and the thing is, when, when you're making that move, you can kind of phase it. You know, you can have like where you have, you know, most folks will have a kind of hardware renewal cycle for their end user laptops and desktops. And so it's not like you just have to make this big no, you, switch on the one. You can phase it and you can say, well, new laptops, they're just going to go straight into Azure AD, but old stuff we'll just phase it out. And it's one of the misconceptions that I've really picked up on. And so far as a lot of folks say, oh, we can't do Azure AD joined only because we've still got file shares. Yeah, and, and I think, and you can, no yeah. And I think it's because when you look at Intune, they don't make it that obvious that you can still do map network drives and all that kind of stuff. No. It's really a kind of hidden feature in a
2: way. That's it. that you have to call you create a custom made CSP, uh, CHP, uh but it's in there, but I, I also find it very weird. Intune does not have a plain uh, settings catalog where you can put down your drive mapping.
1: Yeah, it's a peculiar one. Uh, I don't know why that is, but it would be nice if it was there because I think it would drive adoption of Azure yes, AD joined so only. Make devices. a life
2: easier for much more people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: it's also just, you know, when I think about it, it's, you know, going Azure AD joined exclusively. There are that should be of interest not only to folks that are managing end user devices, it should be of interest and in something that security teams are pursuing because you think of the mm-hmm. attack surface you're reducing. If all of a sudden you don't have to worry about on-prem AD,
2: nope.
1: massive, massive improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I guess, you know, thinking back to how you mentioned, you've got that experience in the, the multi-tenant environment, multi-tenant is becoming quite a big thing. And so far as there's a lot of, Folks have just thrown out Office 365 and they've got a whole bunch of tenants to manage or maybe they're starting mergers and acquisitions. What are some of the difficulties with managing multi-tenant environments
2: and how do you deal with those? Uh, In the past, there were no, not not many difficulties, but when uh, Exchange Online uh, arrived, uh, Legacy out, fine. Yeah, you could simply click on save your password and it will warm with you. But with modern authentication, which you need to go to, of, of course, uh, became uh, become all uh, the problem, the SSO. You really want to have a SSO uh, in your Outlook, in your Word, in your Excel. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't want password prompts every time. Uh, and with the multi-tenant uh, Active Directory, uh, it's... Quite hard if you don't want to use ADFS uh, to uh, make sure all your users uh, don't uh, ha- get uh, don't get password prompts or uh, are annoyed because they have to enter the credentials each time they want to open Outlook. So uh, that's that's become very difficult uh, for us right. to make sure all devices we're getting the SSO uh, I also dedicated
0: about it single sign on isn't it yes for, for those who might not know SSO is single yes. sign on and you
1: also have seamless single sign on now in the office 365 yes. world as well yep and so is, is the problem there and we're really getting into the weeds here but you know I'm going to take advantage of someone that knows what they're talking about is is the problem there then that uh, so one AD on-prem AD environment that can synchronize using Azure AD Connect to multiple yes. Three six five tenants, but is the problem there then that the computer object that's created on prem yes. that can only right can that can only apply time. to one of those tenants?
2: Yes, I uh, no. I was reading uh, a, a blog about it some time ago, and also a user voice with some good ideas how to uh, how you how Microsoft could improve uh, that problem because it's. It's weird when you have one active directory and mm. uh, for each customer you can install an, an Azure ID Connect on their own application server. But you can have uh, could only have one computer object, which uh, is necessary for the single sign-on of the seamless mm. single sign-on. Yeah, right. So it's quite inconsistent, I guess, insofar as they're supporting it in one hand and then
1: not supporting another feature of that. That's, uh, that's an interesting one. It never really occurred to me. Uh, and I guess, I guess it's a maybe, is that another argument for Azure AD joined only? Because uh,
2: yes. <laughs> you'd get SSO just by joining it to your. To yes, because, your you have the, of. because you have the primary refresh token in your device. Yeah. yeah It will use SSO. <laughs> and that is why we also are migrating all the thermal servers to 2019. So we can make use of the primary refresh token and uh, enroll the device into Azure AD. And all the users who are on it Mm. will benefit from the single sign-on. Right.
0: You did mention uh, ADFS just a little while ago, which for the benefit of anyone who might know what that stands for, it's Active Directory Federation Services. And um, I've done about anyone else, but I've certainly found in the last couple of years with the advent of seamless single sign-on and um, pass-through authentication, this is being needed less and less. And the general rule of thumb I say to customers now is if you don't have ADFS now, chances are you'll never need it. Are you... Finding the same is that a- yes.
2: If you can ditch your ADFS, please do.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, you've simplified that so well. Yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree. I'm trying yeah. to be polite, but I hate ADFS, always have. Yeah, that- so it's so nice to have a better alternative. Finally, yes, and
2: that's why the reason I really don't want to use ADFS for, uh, for each customer. Mm. No, I want to have a better solution and. Uh, uh, a bad solution is just creating one simple G- GPO with two simple settings in it, and it works. Mm,
0: yeah. yeah, moving f- moving away from ADFS can be, be t- challenging in itself, though, can't it? There's lots of considerations that a customer will have to, to bear in mind uh, and, and plan very, very
1: carefully and plan for some disruption potentially as well.
2: Yes, that's definitely true.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I think if you were to ask Microsoft now, they would kind of offer the same advice insofar as you shouldn't be starting new. ADFS deployments, and you should be moving to just using Azure AD where you're registering all your apps there and getting SSO from those. Uh, thinking back to my old place, that was that was the plan. We never even bothered with ADFS because by the time we went into the cloud and we had to have all this SSO, you could just throw it to Azure AD, make everyone's life uh, quite a bit easier. <laughs> you don't have to worry about redundancy and early nope, availability, indeed. all that stuff. Yeah, take advantage of the cloud <laughs> is a is, uh, Someone else is managing it for it, so you're paying (laughs) for it. Someone else else is (laughs) a problem. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, And I guess, you know, thinking uh, back to discussions we've had, and I'm going to quickly jump to a different subject now here, and I'm looking at your background there. Uh, You're in a kind of uh, movie buff haven at the minute, from what I can tell. Uh, And I also want to pick into this, because I mentioned you're, you're a bit of a machine when it comes to the blogging, and you... When you blog, you title all your articles. After, you kind of spin a movie name in there. How did you, oh. how did you get that idea?
2: Where did that come from? Uh, yeah, well, that—that's a really good question. I guess uh, about the same time I uh, went in the IT, I also started collecting, uh, and. Yeah, as you can see, I'm in a room full with movie stuff, mm. and uh, most of the time when I'm writing blogs, I'm in the same room, so uh, it's just an inspiration when I, I look around my, me. Uh, I can see a lot of movies, and it's sometimes really hard to come up with a good movie title uh, <laughs> which I can use for my blog. It's sometimes, I guess, uh, the last one almost cost me an hour to think of a good <laughs> title, but... It's worth it. <laughs> it's, it's worth it. The last one was, and I'm cheating because I'm looking
1: at your blog at the minute. But that was three inch in power settings outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yes. that's amazing. That's really good. <laughs> that, that was a great film. Great movie. Great isn't it? Yeah, really good. It's kind of. a it, I don't know if it wasn't a Coen Brothers movie, was it? It felt like a Coen Brothers movie, but I'm not sure. It if definitely it
2: was. felt like one, but yeah, it it wasn't.
1: On that subject, the Big Lebowski, Coen Brothers' best movie ever, in my opinion.
2: What's the your favorite movie? Uh, yeah, I have a lot, but uh, the Big Lebowski. I, uh, I, I guess you can't. No, you, you can't see the objects. now.
1: Uh, <laughs> I've I not seen it's... that one.
2: I've not seen the Big oh.
1: Lebowski. Oh, so, mate, you would love it. Is know, that uh, uh, It's Jeff Bridges, and you've got that whole thing going. So
0: that's what I'm modelling
2: myself
1: on at the minute. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally
2: recommend. Yes, Ross, if it? you ever what, one second, maybe. Uh,
0: Sure, I it's so guess...
1: funny, Pete. You would love it. I guess. What we got there?
2: Oh, oh there, uh, you, there you go. That's, wow. uh,
1: so that's the 4K Ultra Edition of the Big. Le- and is that a bowling ball bag?
2: Yes, it is. <laughs> mm.
1: Nice, nice. So for those of you that don't know, Uncle Beat the Big Lebowski is. It's about. It's a movie about bowling. Quite frankly, yeah. uh, and it's amazing. It's so funny. It's so quotable. Uh, Jeff you... Bridges, uh, John Goodman, and Steve Bushimi. So funny, so funny.
0: Oh, I'll have to check it yeah. out. So how do Absolutely. you like to watch your movies, uh, Rudy? I mean, I think the clue is, is behind you. It looks, looks like you're still watching in physical format mainly. I'm, I'm very much an online sort of guy these days, streaming and downloading. Um, do you still prefer having a Blu-ray or, or DVD? Or, or, or what's both your preference? Of a bit I, of both.
2: I got Netflix. I got Amazon Prime. I got uh, Disney Plus for my kids. Uh, mm. And for me, maybe. <laughs> For you, uh, kids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's so but, much
1: on it because Disney owns so much content now. It's not just your classic Disney stuff, is it? It's no. all the Fox stuff as well.
2: But I, uh, I love to watch Netflix, but I always also was love to have something in my hands and put in a Blu ray player, hmm. yeah.
1: Well, they can never take it away from you that way. You know, you see some kind of crazy horror stories insofar as the content gets taken down from, you know, the iTunes store or from Netflix, and you want to watch that movie, and now you can't.
2: No, indeed.
0: And that's hardest of all when you're binge-watching something and you're, like, halfway through a big series (laughs) and then... Amazon Prime do sort of warn you. This is only good for another few weeks, so you have to rush through. Um, But but yeah, why they just can't leave it alone? But it's it's all down to licensing and distribution rights and all all money basically. Yeah, and um, one thing that frustrates me is that the 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 difference between what you can see on Netflix and our country, the UK and and the US and all over the world. I mean, it's different and you you can get around it with VPNs and stuff like that. But but, uh, you can't even get Hulu in this country. Um, I I think Hulu is US only, isn't it? Which is really annoying. But um, I wish they could sort that out. I really do. Totally. Last
2: week, I I was very happy. I heard zero, zero, zero new movie of series about, uh, yeah, a sort of Narcos series, uh, was online at Amazon Prime, so i happy, yeah, yeah, I opened my Amazon Prime to, yeah, to see it wasn't there. <sighs>
1: Frustrating, and it's all yeah, region locked and stuff like that. It, it, you're so right, though, Pete, because I was Amazon ruined my binge of Seinfeld. I was working my way through yeah. all the Seinfeld because <laughs> I never watched it, and I think I got mm. to season four, and they'd mm. been warning me, and but I just couldn't keep up. I, had, mm. you know, I was like a kind of countdown. I was like, oh no, I can't squeeze all these episodes, in. yeah, mm. devastating, That's... devastating. 20,
2: Twenty-four hours in a day, so yeah,
1: no, <laughs> yeah, it's... yeah, no
2: excuse. It's yeah, pesky life gets
0: in the way, doesn't it? Life and it work does, and all yeah. that stuff—it yeah. gets in the way of, you, of, of your binge watching.
1: Totally. So. And I guess uh, just you know sticking to the movie theme, <clears throat> I uh, I've had this discussion with several good friends of mine, and I'm hoping you can help settle a debate for me because I think you've got some okay. busts of it. Terminator One or Terminator Two? Which one? Which ones? Oh. Oh, long pause. That's...
2: Long pause. It's almost <laughs> the same freeze. Uh... What's wrong with three?
1: And the newest. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no.
2: no, no. <laughs> or, Terminator 1 or Terminator 2. Not not lot. Yeah. Everyone forgets uh... about the other ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I guess I've seen Terminator 2 more times than one, so I will go for two. Ah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Plan. I yes.
0: love two. For me, it's the best. It's just. Uh, I mean, you could argue that it's maybe a little style over substance at times, but there's nothing wrong with that. We all like a bit of style. So it's just cool. It just looks cool. Yeah. Terminator, yeah. the first one, also looked cool, Plus, but T2 looks way yeah. cooler. Yeah. Give me your, special boots, on your motorcycle. Yeah. And the Guns yeah. N' Roses uh, yeah. theme as well.
1: You kind of beat a bit of Guns N' Roses. Yeah. So good. It's just so memorable. You know, like you just watch it and you're like, you remember everything. It just sticks with you so vividly. It's yeah. just. You know perfect. Well, I don't know if it's the perfect action movie. I kind of <laughs> prefer my action movies and maybe a bit more realistic, but it's still so good. You know, the scene where he's chasing him on the bike through the uh, the mm. kind of uh, suit I don't know if it's a sewage system or some kind of water yeah, duct or something shotgun. like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and he's reloading the shotgun just by flipping it like some kind <sighs> of magician. <laughs> so cool, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, very cool stuff. yeah uh, and I guess uh, you know, kind of moving away back from the movie thing back to your blog you uh like it like i said you're you're really just hammering out blogs now constantly and it's great stuff you know someone who's you know loves getting into the weeds like me it's totally recommend checking out uh rudy's blog how did you uh how did you kind of get start writing the blog because i find there's a lot of folk out there that are really technical and they know everything but they don't write about it they just kind of uh, are happy keeping it all to themselves how did you get started
2: That's funny. Uh, uh, Some uh, weeks ago, a colleague of mine, we had a discussion of the golden eggs, A chicken who sits on his eggs and to not spread Mm. the knowledge they have. Uh, And that's exactly the the reason why I started blogging, to share that knowledge. Uh, Having it all yourself and not uh, spreading the information, I I felt bad uh, keeping it to myself. So... uh, Blogging, uh, I, I really love uh, to uh, get the reactions uh, from the people who are reading it and also on the techno com- tech community uh, when you're uh, helping people, the how they react and how uh, happy they are when you are trying to help them. Uh, hmm. So blogging, I really like to get what my opinion, uh, the stuff I know out there
0: to use a movie analogy to respond to that 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 is so good to quote yoda um <laughs> from, from star wars one of my favorite yeah. film franchises pass on what you have learned right. um and it, it's such a good feeling to be able to do that to to help others um it, it gives you a real buzz and to, to know that you can have an impact on on someone by by what you write um and what you impart and or, whether it be a YouTube channel or, or writing a blog. And there's so many different ways that you can do it as well. And, um, and, and that sort of gets us in nicely to the, 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 the subject of community, the wider Microsoft community that, um, that exists. And um, not everyone knows about it. I, I've only been in it a year or so, uh, but, it's, but it's absolutely wonderful. How is community for you? How would you describe it? And um, what has it given you?
2: yeah uh, what is it, it's given to me the community I, I in my opinion uh, I'm I'm trying to do my best to get uh, to know people uh, mm. just like I reached out to you uh, both of you uh, and uh, okay, uh, isadora uh, I've been talking to her uh, for some uh, time now after your show great woman uh, it's all about uh, talking uh, with each other uh, Um, and discussing a lot of topics, uh, just like uh, I was talking through this afternoon uh, about uh, some music. Uh, uh, Talking with other people, it doesn't mean you have to uh, talk about uh, technical stuff the whole time. You can also talk about personal stuff and... That's also a reason why I love to be in the community and uh, to talk to people. You get some uh, good conversations, some good discussions. Uh, and sometimes you can learn something even uh, on the TechNet community. Uh, some questions out there are pretty good questions. I Sometimes I don't know the answer to it. And it's, fu- it's pretty funny uh, when you are trying to help someone to solve his problem. And while doing it, you can also learn Mm. More stuff. So it's the sword cuts um, cuts uh, on both sides. If that's the right sentence. Oh, completely. There is absolute. I couldn't have put it better myself.
0: That you can you can help people, but you learn at the same time. Um, in, in trying to answer people's questions and solve their problems on the Microsoft Tech Community forums, I've often not known the answer, but that just motivates me more to find out, and and I learn it and then pass it on, and uh, it's it's just so good to be able to. to to do two things at once and learn and, uh, and also help someone while you're doing it. And the people that you meet in the community, there's, there's people who've been in it for a very, very, very long time seasoned veterans, but there's more (laughs) and more people coming into it all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. I think of myself as a newbie to it. Still, I've been in it a year and a bit maybe um and, and you mentioned that you reached out to us to say could 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 you come on the show with us and w- this is what it's all about we want we want more people to to get involved and um uh and if you're watching this and you and you think you want to get involved drop us a line you know we're, we're open to that sort of thing so brilliant that's exactly how community should
1: work love it yeah uh, the senders
2: sharing is caring, so
1: sharing is caring exactly yep. yep definitely and it's so rewarding like see it's funny because so I run my own blog and also do the petri.com thing and I get far more eyes on the petri.com articles obviously because they've got that resource and it's an established place. But see when you get a comment and this is just kind of maybe a bit selfish speaking, but when you get a comment on your own personal blog and it's someone asking you a question saying, thanks for the blog, yada, yada, yada. Can you help me with this? You just get such a kind of buzz and it's like, wow, you know, someone's uh, it feels nice to help folk out like that. It's pretty cool. And it's folks that you would never have met. They're the other side of the world but someone's taking the time to appreciate and it shows that the time you put in there, it wasn't, wasn't worthless. You know, you're helping someone. That's all that matters. Uh, it's so rewarding. And also the kind of, when you're talking about quotes, one that it reminded me of is uh, when one teaches to learn and so far as the number of times when you're writing a blog and then you start thinking, Oh, wait a second, I need to do a little bit more research to make sure I'm 100% (laughs) true on this. And, You'll, you'll start writing a blog or you'll start try to help someone and it'll turn out, hmm, my original path. That's not really accurate. That's bad. You yes. write it, mm. go down a whole different path. So it really does help you mm. learn. So anyone that's ever thought about starting a blog or, you know, doing stuff like that, totally recommend it. Even just for selfish reasons <laughs> because you're helping other oh, people, completely. but you're helping yourself as well
0: yeah and don't be afraid that it's not perfect straight away you'll learn and you'll grow and uh and refine it and um i'm not a professional writer i'm learning as i go for for sure about how how to write articles in a a certain way and you learn from other bloggers and other people in the community about um how to be succinct and um and to the point and uh and different writing styles and you'll Incorporate some of those into your into your own style, but the most important thing about blogging is try and enjoy it. If you don't enjoy writing, then don't do it. Do something else. Do YouTubing or or, or, or all sorts of different things you can do in the community. But I, I guess as you blog so much, uh, you you must you must enjoy writing. Is it, it, would you say it's a passion of yours, Rudy?
2: Uh, in the beginning, it wasn't uh, hmm. because hmm. Uh, looking back at my first blogs, I hmm, <laughs> that's not that well written. Uh, but just as you said, when you go along. Uh, you t- try to learn, or you are learning how to write. You are uh, y- you get some feedback how you could, could create your blog uh, into parts so it's easier to read. Uh, so the first time it was uh, really hard to, to start writing, but mm. after one or two blogs, I loved it, and yeah, I still do. And mm-hmm. just uh, like Ru said, some sometimes you go and just a rabbit hole when you are digging into some stuff you think oh, I can uh, m- some four or five pages and while you're typing uh, and starting researching you end up in uh, a blog about 10, ten or tw- 20 pages so it's. I love to do it yep oh, totally and just
1: just, just to kind of hype something you put out there Peter you just published a blog on your personal blog about uh, advanced e-discovery uh, so that's added to my yeah. reading list but that's a that's a big heavy topic yes, that you're I,
2: kind of bring down I wanted to read it this morning but after scrolling um <laughs> hmm, there's something for uh, another day I guess you'll,
0: um, you'll you'll need a bit of time to get through that one yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: uh, it's not light
0: reading yes. shall we say and what I've said to, to to people on Twitter and in the article itself is that it's uh, it's probably going to be rewritten and added to and refined because it's I've been learning it um in recent times myself i've only had a loose sort of idea of what advanced e discovery is all about until recently until i really had an excuse to get into it for a customer request and i started playing with it and doing a bit more and doing a bit more every time i examine it i learn something new um but it's quite an animal uh, very different to corey discovery um so anyone watching if you have a read happy to talk about it happy to be corrected it's there's probably going to be some mistakes in there somewhere because I'm, I'm i'm still getting used to it but uh we'll we'll get it there we'll get it there um and you shouldn't be afraid to to put your opinion out there and uh, and, and your thoughts on a on a subject yeah. just because um just because you might not be fully comp- you learn by doing you learn by doing and if you put something out there like that it gets engaged when people come back and uh, give it likes on twitter and retweet it and you might get questions on it and they'll some people will come back and say well actually my experience of it is this or um <clears throat> that's the kind response well, once in a while i get people saying that's a rubbish but um that, thankfully <laughs> that seems to be the exception to the rule <laughs> you've not got to you've not got to take that personally so um so well, uh, it is what it is but um but yeah it's yeah. It's, it's uh yeah it's it's not like reading
2: <laughs> yeah right, i love that by your failure show totally
1: and i love that point you made how you're like you know if, if anyone kind of has any feedback, let you know, because it's like, I, I had this discussion recently where someone introduced me as an expert and I'm like, yeah, uh, that <laughs> word. I just, I don't <laughs> like it. I, I don't like that word. I'm not know. an expert. <laughs> no, we're, everyone in this IT world, whether you're specifying 365 or Azure or programming or whatever, mm. we're all just people trying to figure stuff out. And some mm. of us have maybe figured it out a wee bit ahead of other folks, or we're a bit further down that path. But I don't know the word expert, it, mm. it, 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 it ekes me out, because it's... you, you can be an expert in
0: everything. Yes. absolutely absolutely uh, i don't i agree with that i uh, i think enthusiast may be a better word we yeah. you know um enthusiasts of of microsoft 365 it's kind of like our hobby we we do it because we love it, it we're, we're lucky enough that it's our job as well which is an amazing position to be in uh but it's also our hobby and we and we do it for the love of it um and and uh, that's the most important thing do do something because you love it if, and if you don't then don't do it but um
1: yeah, totally yeah. agree. And I mean, I guess Rudy, you you mentioned uh, the, when we kicked off the show that you've been with the same you've been with the same company for quite some time now. And I'll have to apologise because my cat was sleeping beside me, and they've just fallen <laughs> off the table. I just heard a big thud. <laughs> oh, they're okay.
2: You okay? Keeping keep yeah, it real. Keeping keep it real. She's
1: fine. Good. Lying, lying on the floor, sleeping now. Uh, so, that's uh. but uh, yeah. So you, I mean, you've been with those guys, You've been with that company for for a long time, so you yes. must, I mean, you know, you get folks that, that job hop quite a lot and then you get folks that find a place and they're happy to stick with it. What is it that you look out for an employer? How have you, Why have you decided to stick there so long? There must the be something
2: good to it. Mm, I got right. a lot of freedom. I uh, They don't tell me what to do. Uh, they love what I do. They love uh, I, that I'm writing blogs because while I'm writing blogs, I also helping colleagues uh, with that problem they have, so I, I can go to work it's just five minutes uh, f- walking from where I live so I don't need to have a car to drive down there, uh, I can walk in, uh, can get a cu- cup of coffee, yeah now times it's a little bit hard because, of course <laughs> that's yes, fantastic the the, oh, yeah. the freedom
1: Love that. Yep, totally agree. It's such a, I mean, you know, freedom is like like, like a two-way street, I guess, with an employer. And I think, I hope that with the sudden rise of work from home, people will get more of that insofar as they'll be judged by the output rather than by the number of hours they're clocking. And you'll be given a bit more freedom to do stuff in your personal life, but also more freedom at work, do a little bit more experimenting because you don't have that potential that pressure of always yep. being seen to be working you know you can spend mm. a lot of time digging uh, in and studying stuff
2: I had the same discussion last week with a friend of mine uh, he works for another company and uh, we were like "From I love my freedom uh, I don't have to specify each minute I uh, I'm doing uh, <clears throat> and he needs to put down every minute of his time <clears throat> needs to be no- m- needs to be noted so He can't do something uh, for his own. Uh, He must write down all his hours, all his tickets. Uh, He must describe what he's been doing the whole day. Mm. Uh,
0: And that's near enough impossible because you're going to go for a coffee. You're going to go for a a comfort (laughs) break. There's uh, working at home. Your doorbell's going to ring. You can't. You can't fill every second completely like that. And um, that's unrealistic. Things are changing. One of the hopefully one of the. The few good things to come from COVID is is people realizing that w- working this way, people companies can trust their employees to work from home, uh, and and I think in general it's been found that people actually get more done. People are more productive. Um, they're not wasting time traveling. They're not doing um, laborious commutes that drain the life out of you, standing crushed on the. The train, not even getting a seat for an hour and twenty yeah. minutes both ways each day. <laughs> Who wants? When you could be working, you could be sat at your computer, but getting on with stuff with a with a nice coffee. Um, teams supports that. Microsoft are, are mindful of this as well. They, with the technologies that they're looking in with Viva Insights and well being. Um, I, I hope that most organisations will, uh, at the end of the pandemic, will will, will realise that it's not a good thing to go back to the, the way it was and demand people come back into the offices and do that unhealthy commutes, and because it's really not good for people. Um, no. it, and this has proved that it can be done a different way, a better way.
2: That's definitely true. A mixed,
1: yeah. a mixed type. Yeah, well, you hear a lot about that, that kind of hybrid working. They're calling yeah, it hybrid. as far as mm. a mix of office-based, and maybe that mm. is the both world best of both yeah. worlds. Yeah, because- give people the choice. Give give people yeah. that option. Because um,
0: a, a, a lot of the people that you and I work with, Rue, we work with a lot of um, salespeople, and, and I think they tend to thrive more being in an office environment and bouncing off personalities and and being face-to-face. But mm. um but it's horses for courses, different strokes for different folks, and what works for for one person is not going to be right for another, um, and all sorts of factors. People who are parents who might need that little bit of time to do a school run, an afternoon pickup, um, flexibility. Um, yeah. I I wake up about six o'clock every day, and between six and eight, I, I quite often get my best work done between six and eight, and then I do my school run, take my oldest son to school, and uh, it just pff, I get I get the work done within the day, yeah. and it doesn't doesn't matter when you get it done as long as it's done is is my philosophy on it and um, hopefully a lot more employers will start realizing that that uh,
1: it's important to to, to think about yeah totally and you're so right about the kind of uh, you know different approaches for different folks and so far as you know uh, it's maybe a bit of a stereotype but you think Mm -hmm. about you know, trade extroversion versus introversion. Mm. And, you know, if you are an extroverted person, then mm. you are going to thrive and you're going to have more energy by being in the office and working mm. with folks and all that. And if you're introverted, maybe that's less so. Uh, we're in, we're obviously quite technical people. So maybe there is a bias in as far as a lot of us will be more introverted. That mm-hmm. just seems to be kind of par for the course. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's, uh the world's changed and it's, I, you know, well, the, the the phrase the new normal that kind of drove me a bit crazy. And so oh, far, yeah, I've heard so it so much, many yeah. times. But there is there is <laughs> going to be this established yes. culture that the work culture is going to change. And hopefully, like you said, Pete, if anything's good, good is going to come from all this. Hopefully, that is it. Uh, okay, cool. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm conscious of time, so I think it's about time we, we wrap this up. Thanks a lot for for joining us again. This has been really really good and it was great to finally meet you. Hopefully we can get some more. Hopefully we can get some more eyes on your content and things because I would say if you are in the mm-hmm. least technically minded and you like technical deep dives and all that kind of stuff on anything to do with Azure AD or device management security on Windows, all that kind of stuff then definitely te- check out Rudy's blog. Uh, we'll put the link to it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, how how else can folks get in touch with you and see your stuff? Where can they find you on social media?
2: Uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook is personal, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't link to your Facebook. <laughs> but, <laughs> nah, but, uh, um, yes, sure. uh, my TechNet uh, profile, mm. Twitter, LinkedIn. That's where you will uh, find me. Fantastic. I hope
0: you've got uh, two-factor authentication on all those accounts, my friend. I'm sure you will.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not (laughs) the guy. You're not practicing what you preach.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm the same. I'm going to admit I did the same the other day. Um, I'm hopeless for practicing what I preach. And I had a message the other morning saying that there was suspicious activity on my Twitter account, which instantly panicked me. So I went in immediately and put in a nice new password and two-factor authentication and did the same on LinkedIn and pretty much everything else. So anyone uh, thinking about that, go do it. It's uh, It just makes you feel so much better. <laughs> but, uh, anyhow, that's an aside. Um, I'll let you close off, Rue because as we know from last time, I'm really not very
1: good at it. <laughs> you're not good at floating. <laughs> yeah, no, well, everyone, listen, uh, thanks for watching or listening, however you're consuming this. We'll put the links to the blogs i have mentioned and also how you can find Rudy online in the show notes page. That hopefully that will show up on YouTube, Spotify, and all the other podcast apps. And we will catch you next time on another episode of Cloud Conversations.
0: Yeah, we'll be Cheers. back very soon. Catch you down the road.
2: Take care. Good everyone. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.